With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a show for you today. We're going to speak with Dan Hayes. He covers the Minnesota Twins for the Athletic. He'll tell us about the first place Twins and whether or not they can hold on to it. We'll also uh, do a little foul affair with J.R. Gamble. That and much more. Let's go. Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. It is Hall of Fame weekend that's coming up in Cooperstown this weekend where uh, players and uh, writers and broadcasters get inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. If you've never been to Cooperstown, that's got to be on your list. It is a tremendous place. I love it. And the uh, baseball ceremony uh, where people are enshrined into the Hall of Fame happens on Sunday. And uh, Scott Rowland. A controversial selection. I mean, he got voted in by the writers, the BBWAA. I respect everybody's uh, vote and what they want to do. I did not vote for Scott Rowland, but people think he's a Hall of Famer and he will be inducted. He was a third baseman, of course, for the uh, Cardinals and uh, for the uh, Phillies. And uh, a lot of people just think that he was that solid and his gold gloves uh, pushed him into the Hall of Fame. Then there's Fred McGriff, who got voted in by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee. He was not voted in by the BBWAA members, but uh, a lot of people, Fred McGriff was just shy of 500 home runs. Uh, Normally that number gets you in. Fred did not get there, uh, was on the ballot for a long time, could not get enough votes from the writers, but he is in uh, the Hall of Fame. So those are your two big names uh, for the Hall of Fame ceremony. And on a personal note, John Lowe, the longtime BBWAA writer, he was an excellent baseball writer, a colleague of mine who I work with at the Detroit Free Press. 
uh, just a tremendous, tremendous baseball writer and a great guy. And he deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And every time you ask John Lowe how he was doing, he always answered the same way. Outstanding. And he always said that because he was at the ballpark. Uh, so uh, happy to all those people going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, if you've never been, you need to make that trip. You need to put that on your bucket list. The Hall of Fame is a great, great time. Number two. Man, oh man, what an explosion in Major League Baseball on Tuesday night. Are you ready for this? 12 Major League Baseball teams scored in double figures, double digits, for the first time, ready for this, since 1894. 18, that's 129 years. Are you kidding? Three games ended 11 to 10 on the same day for the first time ever. 12 teams tied the May 30th, 1884 for the second most double-digit runs in one day, trailing only 13 on July 4th, 1894. That's according to the Elias Sports Bureau and its research. The Chicago Cubs, of course, topped the scoring on Tuesday night by routing the Nationals 17-3. Arizona outlasted Atlanta 16-13. San Francisco beat Cincinnati. The Mets defeated the White Sox. And Kansas City edged Detroit all by that score of 11-10. Elias said that that score had never occurred three times on the same day. Pretty amazing. Four games in which both teams scored double digits runs matched the record of July 4th, 1894, and July 9th, 1898. That's what Major League Baseball has reported. That was some night, unbelievable, uh, double digits all over Major League Baseball. Number three. New York Post baseball columnist John Heyman reported that the uh, Angels will not N-O-T, trade Shohei Otani to the Dodgers under any circumstance. They are listening to other offers from other teams, but they do not want to help their uh, neighbor to the north, uh, you know, continue to crush them as far as taking their best player and uh, making them almost irrelevant in Southern California. I, I, you know what? I, I understand this, but I think that this is a mistake. Only from the standpoint of if the Dodgers have the best package and you're trying to improve your franchise and they have the best package available, you have to look at it. If he winds up going to the Dodgers anyway, what's the difference? Like as a free agent, if he goes somewhere, you trade him somewhere else and he winds up in L.A. anyway next year, why not take the best package? I, I just would not eliminate the Dodgers totally. It's an unusual circumstance. It's a bad spot to be in, but you have to make the best out of it. You cannot play that game, worry about what people are going to say and whatnot, take a lesser deal because you want to trade them as far away as possible. You want to trade them to Tampa Bay, but but they're not Tampa Bay is not giving you the deal that the Dodgers are giving you. I think it's bad baseball. And I know the Angels haven't won a World Series in a long time, 2002. 
But if they want to get back on that track and they have Mike Trout and some other pieces, you better build on this and you got to get the best haul you can get for a player like Shohei Otan. Period. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And what the that ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My, oh, my. Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. Coming into Wednesday after a blistering start to the season, Miami Marlins second baseman Luis Arias has seen his batting average dip to 376. He's in a slump. JR, is it foul or fair to say that Arias has already peaked as a hitter this season and he won't hit 400 like many thought he would? Fair. It's a fair ball. There's a reason why the greatest pure hitters we will ever see, Tony Gwynn, George Brett, Rod Carew, Ichiro Suzuki, never reached the 400 mark. 
There's a reason why Ted Williams is the last player to hit 400. And that was in 1941, 82 years ago. So if Mount Rushmore cats couldn't do it, when there were less pitchers throwing 100 with four-pitch arsenals and more pitchers going deeper into games and getting fatigued, then with all due respect to Arias, ending the first half of the season with a 380 batting average is phenomenal. What more can we expect? And he's currently hitting 376, which is almost the equivalent of hitting 482 years ago when baseball was a much different sport. Problem is, he was about as hot a hitter as can be in the first half and would have to hit well over 400 in the second half to reach that mark. And that's just not going to happen. But anything over 350 in this day and age is incredible. So that would be a crazy season for him. Josh Hamilton was the last person to hit 350 in 2010. So we can get excited about Arias, but let's be realistic. He ain't hitting 400. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? The new rule changes this year brought about a myriad of improvements in the game, especially from last season. But even with game times about a half hour shorter than last season, we're seeing big jumps in offense. Scoring is up over a half run from last season from 8.6 to 9.2 combined runs per game. Stolen bases are still being pilfered at what would be a record 80% clip, while league average and OPS are at their highest marks in five years. This was none more apparent than on Tuesday, where we saw one of the most offensive days in MLB history. There were four different games across the league that saw each team score 10-plus runs, the first time that's happened in the modern era. And according to Elias Sports, the first time it's happened since 1894, you know, during Grover Cleveland's second term in the White House. There were no doubleheaders on Tuesday either, so only 15 games were played. Since 1900, 197 total runs were the fifth most on a single day without any extra contests. 12 different teams scored 10-plus runs, which is the first time that has happened on a single day in MLB history. All five AL Central teams scored double digits. Yeah, the division that entered play with only one team over 500. While all five AL East teams, the division with every team owning a winning record, yeah, they all lost. Six different players had multi-home run games for the first time this season as well. Sure, the hot weather helps, but offense is alive and well as we near the dog days of summer. Turn money into more money. Now it's time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. Rob, what's up, man? A brand new weekend of baseball, and who would have thought the city of Baltimore could be talking about not one, but two teams in the month of September and potentially October. Orioles and the Ravens. We'll find out. Baltimore's in Tampa this weekend against the Rays. Zach Eflin versus Kyle Bradish in that pitching matchup. Eflin this season 10 and 5 with an ERA at 359 versus Bradish, who's 6 and 4, the 305 ERA for Baltimore. I'm going to see Tampa in Friday night's festivities. Different scene though in Detroit. Padres are desperate to fight themselves in a playoff spot, but they're not even at 500 yet. San Diego's at Detroit against the Tigers. I'm going to see the Friars on Friday night as well. Rangers and Dodgers, that will take place in Arlington, which is a launching pad of sorts for all kinds of teams, not even including the home team. But I'm going to take the over in this contest. It should be one of the highlights of the weekend. Two of the highest scoring teams in all of Major League Baseball will fight it out over the weekend. So I expect plenty of runs in this contest. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Now let's welcome into the podcast friend of mine, Dan Hayes, who's been covering baseball for a long time, but now covers the Minnesota Twins for the Athletic. Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Rob. It's good to be on, man. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, do they want to win the AL Central or what? <laughs> like like every year, last year, I thought they were going to win the Central. They faded and the Guardians wound up winning. Uh, you know, as we sit, start uh, Wednesday, the Twins are a game and a half ahead of the Guardians uh, and in first place in the AL Central. But I'm not firmly believing that the Twins are going to hold on. Am I wrong? I mean, I think they're going to, but I wouldn't be firm in that at all. No, I mean, the offense has been just horribly inconsistent. Um, you know, Carlos Correa is finally hot. But he's had an awful year in his first year of his six-year, $200 million deal. Byron Buxton uh, has really struggled. He's in the middle of his – I believe this is his fourth stretch where he's been 0 for 20 or more this season. Um, he's just – Now, I, th- I thought him as the DH was going to save him, you know, from yeah. being injured, right, with the 
not playing the field and because he's a really good fielder or center fielder, but uh, that that hasn't worked, huh? I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I look. I, I I wonder if the knee still isn't quite as strong. He had surgery last year to end the season, and I don't know where that is. I mean, they've done a lot of load management stuff with him by putting him at a DH. Um, but I know he's had some hip stuff. He's had some back spasms, like sciatica stuff. Um, he's dealing with a lot. He's the oldest 29-year-old probably in the history of the world athlete-wise. Um, and it's really unfortunate because there's not a harder worker. There's not a better kind of guy to be a team leader. Um, his teammates love him. They know what he does to get on the field. Last year, we we're talking about, you know, he knew in April, like mid-April last year, that he had to have knee surgery. Um, and he would go to the trainer for three, four hours a day. They described him basically walking in on one leg and he'd get in the lineup and hit a home run. He was an all-star last year. And he had the surgery in September. I still just don't think it's totally right, but I mean, I, I think they are hopeful it's going to be right. Um, but he just hasn't been able to get himself in the hitting position that he's used to, to be successful. And he's struggling. I mean, he's hitting 196 and striking out a ton and, um, if if they can get him right before the year is over, there's a lot to like about this team because the pitching has been really good and and Correa coming around has definitely sparked the offense. When you know, as your leader goes, um, you go and and he uh, moved to leadoff spot on June 30th. He's got like a 400 on base percentage since then. He's been incredible uh, finally, and you know that's what they've needed all along, and it's sparked the offense. So I think they'll win. But I can't confidently say it because it's been two steps forward, two steps back all year long. Let's talk about Correa because obviously it was the yo-yo in the offseason. You know, he had a deal uh, first. He was going to go to the Giants. Then, of course, that was pulled from underneath him. Then he was going to the Mets. That was pulled from him. And he winds up going back to Minnesota. How how the fans like, okay, like, okay, we got him back. The Twins went out, spent some money, got a big-time player, but then he got off to an awful start. Have fans been patient? You know, he's going to be there for a while. Or, you know, were they upset that that they did wind up bringing him back? No, I think they're happy that uh, they brought him back, but it's funny. He's getting the the Joe Maurer treatment, and by that I mean uh, they are nasty to their favorite to their favorite players like it he was getting booed in april and may had to answer questions about being booed uh it's the same stuff that joe mauer went through the one thing that that's really good is like he is a second half guy if he continues these numbers um he's gonna be just fine and and he's gonna end up hitting probably not as high as the career norms but he'll still have a good season and with the defense he plays and the leadership he provides um you know i it, it's been a rough run to start for him because everybody got hurt last year when he got hot and the team just disintegrated last year. There were like 22, they did the second most DL day or IL days in baseball. And everybody said, well, Correa got hot when it didn't matter. And actually he kept them afloat and was the only thing giving them a shot at catching Cleveland last year. And they were tied for first place on Labor Day and just, you know, it fell apart, but he gets the blame for that, right? Even though he had a, a tremendous season. Um, I think he'll be just fine, but it it definitely has been rocky. Um, not his fault. Like fans just have high expectations, and I get it, they should. I mean, 200 billion is a lot of money in Minnesota. It's the biggest contract ever. Um, beating Joe Mowers by 16 million, but um there's there's some parts of it that are just totally out of his control that fans are, you know. 
really, really very realistic about. <laughs> and and uh, it, it's been a, it's been fun to watch. He's handled it all very well, I thought. Um, but it's been, you know, interesting at times. Our guest is Dan Hayes. He uh, covers the uh, Minnesota Twins for the uh, Athletic, uh, longtime baseball writer. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, you talked about the pitching. Tell me who's stepped up for the Twins. And and it, when you look at Cleveland, you know, they've had – they have always have had good pitching, but they've got a couple of their big guys who are down. Yeah. Uh, there's a great opportunity here, right, for, for the Twins. Just tell me – who has really been the best and the brightest for the Twins as far as pitching? Uh, Pablo Lopez, his numbers are somewhat deceiving, but, you know, coming over for Luis Arise in that trade, and he ended up being an all-star. I think he's fourth in the majors and strikeouts right now. He's got electric stuff. Like, they haven't had a pitcher with this kind of stuff probably. I'm not going to say Johan Santana because, you know, Johan Santana is a different class, but Pablo is pretty good. Um, Joe Ryan's done a really nice job in his second full season stepping up. Sonny Gray – had an outstanding April. He hasn't won since then. He's, you know, 13 starts, a 435 ERA. He's very frustrated, but he was also an all-star. Um, but he's been consistent. And then you throw in Bailey Ober, who last night got rocked in the first inning, gave up hits to six of the first seven. His defense bailed him out. Correa and Max Kepler had to throw out runners at the plate, but he recovered, retired 15 of 18, gave him six innings. He has a 274 ERA, and he's at – 90 innings. So he's a hmm. rock solid number four guy. And that's allowed those four guys have allowed Kenta Maeda to kind of take his time coming back from Tommy John surgery. And he's found a nice little groove this last, since he returned in June, he's got 27 strikeouts in 20 innings. And if you're getting that out of your number five starter and like a three ERA, you're in pretty good shape. It really has alleviated a ton of the pressure on the bullpen, which the two guys at the back, Griffin Jackson, Yoan Duran, have stayed healthy. Uh, but, you know, Caleb Theobar, they were counting on him. Jorge Alcala, they were counting on him. Those guys have both been hurt. Um, you know, Jorge Lopez, who came over from Baltimore in the trade last year, struggled, went on the uh, IL with mental health issues. Um, like three-fifths of their main guys in the bullpen have just not really been effective this year. And, they even they found another guy, Brock Stewart, who used to be with the Dodgers. He's been pitching great, but he got hurt, and he's sort of slowly working mm. back. They expect Stewart and Dealbar back, but you know, basically the starting pitching has had to carry this team because the offense was just terrible in the first half, and really they've provided a big lift one through five, and and even number six, Louis Varland, who's at AAA, had a really good run early on. Um, he's he started to fade and show some rookie signs. Uh, his last couple starts, but I mean, there really hasn't been too many games where you're just out of it because of your starting pitching, and and that's been huge for them all season. And and you mentioned Sonny Gray, who you know early on I was like, who is this Sonny Gray? Where did he come from? Right, <laughs> yeah, uh, early on. But now you just said he hasn't won in a while. But is he key to this team? Like, oh a yeah, guy like Sonny Gray. Um, I mean, one, everybody looks up to him. Uh, his his intensity, his his passion is is um, well thought of in the, in the clubhouse. You know, he's a guy who cares so much. It looked the other night like he was honestly so frustrated that he was about to cry because he's just can't figure this out. He had four innings of maybe one hit ball and they were leading to nothing. And, you know, Seattle stopped swinging at his, at his slider or sweeper. Um, 
and he walked four guys and hit another and it fell apart. And you could just tell how frustrated he is and how much he cares. Um, he'll write the ship. Even with all these struggles, I think his ERA is 289. Um, he had such an electric April and his stuff has been very good this year. He's been healthy. I just think he's adjusting because he started throwing the sweeper. So, much. you know, everybody in baseball is throwing the sweeper. Um, I'm developing one myself. Uh, there you go. I, just I don't think yours is that good, though. I'm, I'm just it's, saying. It's not, no. That's why you're it's still not. a baseball writer because your sweeper is not exactly. that good. <laughs> but, but I think he's maybe over-relied on it. I mean, the Twins love that pitch. They're one of the teams throwing it the most. And it's gotten him away from his curveball a little bit, which is his bread and butter. So I think he'll figure it out. Uh, take some pressure off the offense scoring the way it has will help him. He's had terrible run support all season. He's probably felt like he's needed to pitch them to victory. And, you know, one blowout with him on the mound would probably change things around a little bit. I think he just needs something to kind of release that pressure and, and he'll be fine. His name is Dan Hayes. He covers the twins for the athletic. Check him out. Dan, always a pleasure, man. Hopefully I'll see you down the road there, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Great to talk to you, Rob. No doubt. Stay well. All right. Thanks, dude. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, Dan, I well, appreciate that. Hopefully I'll see you, like I said, uh, at some point before the season ends. Hey, real quick. What do you think about yep. uh, CP3 and Draymond teaming up this season? Oh, my God. I, I, I am so intrigued. It I, is intriguing because uh, – CP3, I, the the offense is different from what he plays. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how that's really going to work. I know. Uh, especially at his age, especially with the possibility of, you know, him being hurt all the time. I, yeah. I, it's an interesting trade to me. It really I do is. love – I love uh, Sarek that they played together and uh, or Saric, whatever, and Kaminga could totally get unlocked. Just by him, Kaminga has shown signs, right? He has, he can, and he Moody has been Moody's been the best of the the trio. Like Wiseman, obviously got shipped out because just couldn't do anything that Steph needed him to do. But like um, Kaminga just needs a little bit more. Like I, I love the group that they brought in. They just they brought in guys who were willing to be second unit guys. Although CP might not be, we'll see. Well, but, we'll see. He's already bellyaching. Here's one other thing that scares me about I know, the but, Warriors. Hey, I love that Trace Jackson Davis pick too. That was great. So yeah, they'll be, uh, the they'll be fun though. The height. Yeah, I just I know. wonder about that team. You saw what the Lakers did to them because I know they just can't they match need to up. Just, That's the only thing. Hopefully, they sign some big man with that 14th spot. We'll see. But they need good talking to you, All right, buddy. Yep, stay well. All right, take care. All right, you too. Bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 455 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. It's because of the trade deadline. Yes. All the buzz around baseball is about the trade deadline. You know, in the NFL, there aren't that many trades. And, and you know, not to change the season for a team. In the NBA, there have been some big trades. But baseball and, the you know, the, the, the trade deadline that comes up uh, a week from Wednesday, this past Wednesday, it, there, there have been some big deals. And um, 
people are buzzing. Obviously, Shohei Otani's on the on the table there for a lot of teams. Here's a couple of big deals uh, that happened at the trade deadline, if you can remember. Mark Teixeira, if you can remember, was traded from uh, Texas to the Angels. That dates back to 2008. He was a big-time player. How about this one in 1998? Randy Johnson, a Hall of Famer, goes from Seattle to the Astros. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. A Hall of Famer was moved at the trade deadline. Here's another big trade back in 2008. CeCe Sabathia was dealt to the Brewers from the uh, Cleveland Indians at the time. That one is, was a big trade. There have been a ton of them. How about this? Another one. 2008 was a banner year for the trade deadline. Manny Ramirez went to the Dodgers. You remember Manny Wood? Everybody was crazy about Manny when he came from the Red Sox to uh, L.A. And then another one that really helped the Mets, if you remember, 2015, Cespedes, Yoan Cespedes, went to the Mets from the Tigers, and that propelled the Mets to the World Series in 2015 against Kansas City. Cespedes was a big piece, came from Detroit. So the trade deadline is one of those things that's uniquely baseball. There are NBA trade deadlines. And I'm not saying there aren't, not really in the NFL, but the baseball buzz on this one is outstanding. And everybody wants to know, does Shohei get dealt? And some of these other big teams, are they going to be moving big-time stars because their teams are falling out of it? In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.